This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at United Point Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Uh, on today's podcast, I'll give an update on COVID-19, some recent changes with masking, uh, and some thoughts on uh, the boosters and when they should be given, as well as covering the recent changes with the masking, particularly here at St. Luke's Hospital. Uh, first, let's start off what we're seeing in the hospital. We're seeing single-digit COVID patients, not critically ill. Uh, and for the system, Unity Point Health, the whole system, looking at that, it's about a 60-40 split. 60% are vaccinated, 40% unvaccinated. And that 60%, they're far enough away from their vaccine that it probably has uh, trailed off. Uh, we've had no um, deaths uh, or significant hospitalizations in people that have been fully vaccinated, or the term is up-to-date, meaning they received that a booster. Now, when it comes to giving the booster, uh, one thing I'm considering on this or, or just thinking through is should we wait? If you have a high-risk patient that you potentially could give a, the third shot a booster or the fourth booster, uh, which the data there hasn't shown that it's tremendously beneficial, won't hurt the patient, of course, but whether or not we should wait to the fall and then so it, it lasts uh, through the winter. If you remember last year uh, or 2021, we started vaccinating people in January, and we had just about everyone vaccinated by now, uh, May, uh, which I was very impressed with getting that. If you remember, I predicted June. And then we found out the vaccines wear off at four to six months. And then so that's October. And then you have flu season, you have the winter, and we had the spike. So um, I brought that up with my fellow chief medical officers for the entire system, Point Health, and we're going to discuss that about when would be the best time to give the booster. There is a lot of confusion on transmission level versus community level. And, and this does influence the masking decision. So community level is takes percentage of people that are hospitalized, availability in intensive care unit beds, and that is the community level. Transmission level has the number of cases that are so positive test factored in that per population, 100,000 people, et cetera. So in Iowa right now, our community level is low. Our transmission level is moderate. Both of those indicate that it's safe to curtail masking in indoor places. And that we did that this week at St. Luke's. We're only requiring masking for uh, individuals, uh, the hospital staff that are involved in direct patient care, uh, meaning they're within six feet of a patient and for greater than 15 minutes uh, to wear the mask. But we also require our uh, uh, unvaccinated employees to wear a mask why they're in the building. Uh, and also, if you are sick or have symptoms of a respiratory illness, uh, which is prior to the pandemic, uh, we've suggested first you stay home if you're that ill. Uh, and secondly, uh, wear a mask to prevent droplets spreading. Just because we're not requiring masks doesn't mean that you, if you feel more comfortable and you feel safe with wearing a mask, then wear one. Uh, there's no no shame in that. There's no problem doing that. And uh, if that's what you feel that will make you feel comfortable and, and, and uh, feel that that's, that's what you need to feel safe in public and in uh, crowded areas, that's perfectly acceptable and perfectly reasonable. I did read uh, interesting uh, articles this week about what, what definitely worked during the pandemic, what might have worked during the pandemic, and what didn't work. And the three things I took away that were solidly uh, didn't work and they're each uh, not related, but believable that they didn't work. One is temperature screening. That did not influence detecting people that were ill. Uh, and the next was 
plexiglass. The plexiglass, that which is everywhere, uh, has been shown to perhaps even increase transmission, probably because it delays air movement and it causes a stasis of airflow for a brief period of time. And um, it's the lack of airflow that uh, leads to transmission. Uh, and uh, I found that to be interesting. I've talked to no physicians that have given the Paxlovid. It's very difficult to find. Here at St. Luke's, we did become a pharmacy that could carry it last week. Uh, and quite honestly, if a listener or a clinician that has prescribed Paxlovid or did the test-to-treat program through the CDC, if you could shoot an email to uh, the program, which is uh, below on the screen, uh, to just tell me about your experience. I'd really like to get some information on that so I can share it with the listeners. Monoclonal antibody treatment uh, has changed. Uh, we are no longer using the sotrivimab, and we have the next one whose name escapes me right now, but it certainly ends with MAB. Uh, but uh, due to the resistance or the ineffectiveness against uh, the variant BA.2, it does appear that BA.2 is behaving like a normal coronavirus in the fact that it's getting weaker. It may transmit more, but it's causing less severe illness. Uh, we still have the option of using remdesivir if the monoclonal antibody is not available, uh, and we have done that, but that's a three-day treatment, daily for three days. It's by vein or intravenously, uh, and the logistics of that are certainly significantly more than just a one-time dose. Uh, wastewater, uh, I got the report prior to doing this podcast. It remains down, which is keeping me cautiously optimistic. I guess I feel, I felt really good in June of 2021, I thought, man, things are going to return to normal. We're moving back towards normal. And we just had that super surge in October, November, December, into January and into early February. So I'm cautiously optimistic that uh, we've we've turned a corner here, but I think we need to stay vigilant and monitor uh, the community level and transmission level and then react appropriately. And we will do that. And we do monitor that. Um, but, uh, like I said, cautious, optimistic, and going to stay positive. And, uh, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the COVID-19 update for the latest COVID-19 vaccine information and more visit unipoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.